Hi, welcome to Bookie. To unlock more world-class bestseller, please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. You will get 7 days free trail with more features. Today we will unlock the book The Design of Everyday Things. When speaking about the concepts behind proper design, you may feel as if they are not only far away from the current realities of your life, but that this would be something only designers would care about. However, this is not the case. In fact, design is quite relevant to our lives. Every day, we come into contact with countless objects, such as electric lights, water faucets, and household appliances. Every door which we go through on our way to work, every stationery we touch, and every computer or cell phone we use, are held in our hands throughout the day. These are all products of design. Good design can make people feel happy and as if everything is going smoothly. While bad design on the other hand can be frustrating. Imagine encountering a coffee maker and a washing machine that you don't know how to use without resorting to a user manual. An automatic faucet that you never know where to put your hands to make water rush out. And a computer keyboard that is prone to typos. By being surrounded by such objects, your daily life would become a chaotic mess, where every little thing would become a bit of a hassle. Therefore, the book we will introduce today suggests that, design in everyday life should be human-centered, simple, usable, and as pleasant as possible. If people commit errors while using objects, it's not because they are stupid. Most likely, it is rather because the design itself is faulty, as the designer didn't consider people's needs and mental state as a top priority. This book is not only about design, but also about life. Each of us is a designer of our own lives. All the time we choose the things that surround us, design our rooms, and plan our ways of doing things. Learning to appreciate good design can make you a keen observer and capable of choosing useful and reasonable products more efficiently. Understanding the manner in which thoughtful designers think can also inspire you in your way of thinking. Donald A. Norman, the author of the book The Design of Everyday Things, has been named by Businessweek as one of the world's most influential designers. He is both a world-famous psychologist and a fellow of the American Academy of Arts and Sciences. Previously, he used to serve as a senior director and consultant at numerous world-leading corporations, such as Apple and Hewlett-Packard. His background in engineering and psychology gave him an eye for good design. Since its publication, his book The Design of Everyday Things has been a bestseller for 25 years, and has been translated into 15 languages. It is worth noting that the design philosophy presented in the book are not outdated and are still relevant today. Many companies give the book to employees as a must-read. Some schools have also designated it as a textbook. Some ordinary readers have even changed their career paths to become designers themselves due to this book. As such, this book may also inspire you to make changes in your own life. Today, we'll unlock the major points of the book in three parts. Part 1. What constitutes a good design? Part 2. Reflecting on what constitutes a bad design. Part 3. How to design good products. Let's first see what constitutes a good design. First of all, a good design has two critical features, visibility and understandability. 
Visibility means that the product should be designed in such a manner that users can understand at a glance where and how to operate them. Take a common example, doors. You must have encountered the situation of trying to push open doors that were actually meant to be pulled, or of approaching doors you believed to be automatic, but later finding out were actually regular manual sliding doors. The principle of visibility exists in order to avoid such situations. It requires designers to make sure that people know how to open a door as soon as they see it. For a door that needs to be pulled open, the doorknob should be clearly visible. With doors that need to be pushed open, the vertical plate indicating where to push should be clearly visible. Understandability means that users can recognize the intention of the product, the preset function, and the roles the various devices play at only a glance. In the book, Dr. Norman mentions a washing machine from his friend's house. The washing machine has all the functions you can think of, such as washing clothes of various materials, drying, and different washing modes. It sounds great. However, the husband refuses to use it, and the wife says that she can only remember how to use one of its settings. The reason for this is because the process is so complicated, that it is difficult to understand even with the use of the instruction manual. This washing machine violates the principle of understandability, making it difficult to use. With both the principles of visibility and understandability, daily supplies and home appliances will be easy to understand and easy to use. Using them will prevent people from feeling frustrated. This is the basic requirement for good design, so to speak, and it is not too difficult to achieve. Hearing this, you may wonder, if it is not difficult to achieve these requirements, then why are there so many things that are hard to use in real life? Sometimes it may be due to technical constraints. Other times it may be because producers want to reduce expenditure. But more often than not, it is because designers have forgotten a fundamental concept of design, which is the importance of human-centered design. Human-centered design means that when designing a product, the focus should be on people. Designers need to at first fully understand the user's needs and behaviors, before thinking about how they can use a design to meet them. However, many products are designed by engineers, who although they may have good technical skills lack an understanding of human psychology. As mentioned earlier, the doors that were difficult to open and washing machine that no one liked to use, would be considered to be fine in the eyes of the engineers. In the case of the door, it would always open smoothly if opened in the right way. As for the washing machine, if you press the right series of buttons, it will also work fine. Their functions can be successfully implemented and are correct from a logical perspective. The only problem however is that the human mind is incredibly complex. People have their own cognition, experiences, and may operate in manners not envisioned by engineers. Only designers who understand both technology and human psychology can design good products that people are willing to use. After years of research, Dr. Norman summarized six basic principles of interactive design in order to help designers understand the human mind and make the interaction between people and objects more enjoyable. The first principle is called affordance. It means that a product should be able to show its intended use. For example, a chair has a flat surface that can provide support, where at a glance you know it can be used to sit. 
A round doorknob implies that it can be rotated, pushed, or pulled. Without the help of an instruction manual, one can figure out how the object is most likely used. The second principle is called signifiers, which serve as hints of affordance. That is they indicate how to operate the device. For example, the push and pull sign on a door, or the arrow used in mobile apps to indicate that the screen slides left and right are signifiers. The third principle is called constraints, which means that by adding some restrictions, users can avoid making mistakes in how the product is used, and rapidly operate it correctly. This is not a concept that is itself intuitive, so let's look at a few examples. Constraints can be physical. For example, a square hole can only be connected to something with a square joint, and a big ball cannot fit into a small hole. A constraint can also be cultural. For instance, in Lego, the red light can only be installed at the rear of the vehicle, because it means stop. Constraints can also be logical. For example, when assembling furniture, if there is only one part left and one place to put it, there is a high probability that they are meant to match together. That is the function of constraints. The fourth principle is called mapping, which refers to the correspondence between human actions and their results. To understand this concept, we can use a spatial analogy. For example, we know that when we turn the steering wheel clockwise that we can turn the car to the right. Or when we arrange the room lighting layout, we can arrange the controls in the same pattern as the lights. The fifth principle is called feedback. This means that when a user carries out an action, he should be given consequential feedback in order to let him know that he has caused an effect. Otherwise, he might keep trying. Feedback can come in a variety of forms, including displays, lights, sounds, and so on. Examples of this can be seen in the moving progress bar when downloading files, or the lighting up of a number after pressing the floor button in an elevator. The last principle is called conceptual models. Good design will help users create a clear conceptual model, that makes it easy for them to understand the relationship between operations and results, without having to understand the complex workings behind the product. For instance, we all know that adjusting the buttons on the refrigerator can control the temperature inside the fridge, or through the search function of a computer, we can quickly find files without learning what kind of physical or chemical process is used to achieve this. That concludes the first part of today's bookie, what constitutes a good design. To summarize, a good design has two features, visibility and understandability. A good design is easy to understand, easy to use and human-centered. At the same time, a good design should understand the user's psychology and meet the six basic principles of interactive design, affordances, signifiers, constraints, mapping, feedback, and conceptual models. Today we are just sharing limited bookie. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller, please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. You will get 7 days free trail with more features.